0: This program is a part of the Full Press Radio Network. Find this and all of Full Press Coverage's shows on fullpressradio.com or free on the Full Press Coverage app, available now on the Apple and Google Play stores.
1: This is Charles
2: Woodson. Throwing, in
1: Charles Woodson. And you're listening to the Eye test for Two. Okay, well, the 2021 NFL season is over. Los Angeles Rams won. Everybody else lost. All you've witnessed a zillion of these
2: Super Bowls. Where does this one rank? Uh, you know, I figure maybe uh, 10 or 12, uh, Clark. Uh, to me, that was not a classic final drive. There were too many penalties involved. Um, what struck me was uh, Cooper Cup hasn't been covered since week one of, of the season. No, nobody can cover this guy, Clark. Nobody. Um, and as much as I give Stafford credit, uh, once, um, once OBJ went out, it, it, it was the Cooper Cup show. They, yeah. they, you know, and, and I'm so impressed with him. And Clark, there's one more thing I'll say. Forget about this nonsense, and I'm calling it nonsense, about Sean McVeigh and Aaron Donald. Not a chance either one of them won't be back in the fall. Not a chance.
1: You heard it there first, Ian Glendon. Ian's our producer and much younger than Ira and I. So, Ian, you haven't witnessed a zillion Super Bowls, but you know your football history. You've seen enough. Where does this one stack up
0: in uh, your love list? Uh, you know, I, uh, you know, it was a game. I, I think that's kind of where I land on it. It wasn't terrible. It wasn't overly exciting. I, I, you know, I didn't really yeah. have a personal rooting interest. Um, I think my biggest impression was just. I was kind of disappointed in Joe Burrow. I kind of maybe hyped him up a little bit, and I, can't, I think he underwhelmed. So I don't know. Exciting towards the end, but for the most part, it was a it was you know it was an okay game. I wouldn't say it was bad. I, I wouldn't say it was great.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. And I said to my wife at one point, "There's something missing from this game. It, there's nothing electric really about it." And I went, "I know what's missing. Tom Brady. That's what's missing. I mean, it really is. I mean, it's Tom Brady. I mean, either you love him or hate him, but..." That's what's missing here. Um, and, 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 Clark,
2: Clark how, how do you miss the offensive pass interference on, on the 75-yard touchdown?
1: I mean, how do you miss that? I don't understand. I, I don't either. And then how do you defend it afterwards? You know, if they defended it, too. I'd like to see what the NFL office has to say about that, but we probably won't. Imagine if the um, Bengals would have won the game. Clark, that would have been a, a major storyline. Oh, no question. No question. We'd back, be back on the officials. And, you know, it's good when you, we're not talking about the officials. Right. We're talking about them some, but it's good when we talk about, oh, Matt Stafford, Cooper Cup, uh, Eli Apple, okay, Matt Stafford, Cooper Cup. Um, so, your biggest takeaway from this
2: season, Ira, um, what's your biggest takeaway from the season? My biggest takeaway is we've seen the last of Tom Brady. Uh, that That's the storyline. Um, you mentioned Tom, such a singular figure. There, there's nobody like him. There's just nobody like him in terms of his impact um, on his teammates, uh, on the whole league in, in general. Yeah. The casual fan wants to know what the heck's going on with Brady. They couldn't care less about football. But they're into Tom Brady. Um, I can't imagine what the season's going to be without Tom Brady, Clark. There's going to be a natural letdown, in my opinion. Yeah, I don't know
1: Ian can't imagine it either, nor can I. But, Ian, your biggest takeaway?
0: I mean, it's the same thing. I mean, how can it, how can it not be Brady? And, and add in the fact that, um, I, in my opinion, in my very humble opinion, I think he was still the best at his position and now he's not here. So it opens up uh, quite a big door of opportunity, I think, for a lot of players and teams. Uh, Clark,
2: Clark, I want to give you some credit. Uh, it hurts me to do it. Clark, you know that. But um, I was watching some of the video of the knocks on the door uh, by the various people. And, Clark, when I saw the one with Art McNally oh, yeah. and Paul Tagliabue, uh, and you were a staunch, staunch advocate for Art McNally, maybe, maybe the biggest one in the media. You you must have been overwhelmed with emotion watching that, Clark. My my wife was crying,
1: honestly. She was crying. She knew him. She worked in the office with him. Um, she was crying. Yeah, I I was. Um great man. And it, and, and that was a poignant scene to have Paul Tagliabue give him the news. I thought that was that was terrific. I, I what what Jim Porter's doing now um is really good. I thought that the knocks on the door by the Hall of Famers was, was great. Um last thing for you guys. Uh what are you looking forward to in twenty twenty two? Um, Ira?
2: I'm looking for a new quarterback to write about with the Bucks, and I don't think it's going to be a little Kyle Trask. Clark, am I wrong? Um, Clark, when you've had Brady for two years and the National Fanfare and five primetime games each year when you were irrelevant, do you want to go immediately to Kyle Trask or Blaine Gabbert? I'll let Ian pick it up from there, but I think this Buck quarterback situation is very, very intriguing right now.
0: Yeah, I mean, I mean, there's a lot of potential for, for veteran quarterbacks to be on the move, and I'm eager to see that. And, you know, to, to bring it to another conference as well, I'm eager to see how this AFC hierarchy shakes out because, you know, I, I don't think yeah. it's a foregone conclusion. It's Kansas City moving forward, right. and as much as the Bengals disappointed a little bit in the Super Bowl, I, I think they're going to be sticking around as well as Buffalo, you add in the Ravens, and who knows, maybe even the Patriots, if, if Mac Jones can improve on his first year. So.
3: What?
1: Hey. Sounds like a Patriots fan. Hey.
0: Well, hey. Still got Bill <laughs> Belichick. And despite what some people at uh, the local radio station right now know, Sean McVay is not a better coach than Bill Belichick. He's, <laughs> he's still the man well, in know, the I'll NFL. You,
1: I'll tell you what I'm looking forward to, Ian. I'm looking forward to Ira making his 11th consecutive Hall of Fame presentation, this time pushing former Tampa Bay cornerback Rondé Barber across D- the finish D- And speaking of crossing the finish line, today's guest just did. I'm talking about former Green Bay Packers safety, Leroy Butler, who's a Super Bowl winner, all decade choice and inventor of the Lambo Leap. And Leroy, you waited a long time. You waited a long time on Canton, but you made it in your 16th year of eligibility. Congratulations and welcome to Canton, Ohio.
3: Well, I'm honored. Really honored to be on the ITES podcast with Ira and Clark. These are the kind of platforms I like because it may be somebody out there they don't have never heard of me, never even, not even a Packer fan. They don't know my favorite food. They can learn about you, and so I look forward to doing these kind of podcasts because it just makes me feel so good. That and and the good thing about it is. Jim uh, Porter, the new president, he understands guys are going through anxiety about getting in and those finalists on there. Because I've been there, as you said, me and Tony Baselli, that eventually they will get in and they'll be able to enjoy it while they're still young. And I think that's what most people want to do.
1: Well, I wanna follow up on that, Leroy, because you've always remained positive. You and I have stayed in touch over the years. You've always remained positive, even while the clock on your eligibility was starting to tick down. Because after this, you'd have four more years. How did you do it? How did you do it?
3: Well, you gotta think, if you know my background, you wouldn't be surprised because my whole life, I've been basically being patient. I remember telling my mom I wanted to play in the NFL. I was eight years old and, you know, poverty, inner city, violence, crime, and, you know, didn't have air conditioning in the South, and I was disabled, special needs kid, couldn't read, and I always had to wait my time, and I'm not sure why God chose me to do this, but every year, I just, well, let's go back real quick. The first year I was a finalist, it was amazing, because I got a chance to see Roger Staubach, and I love Roger Staubach. (laughs) I mean, I trade, like, all my probos just to shake his hand. I mean, so it was fun. It was fun. It was fun. It was in Miami. The next year, it was already the pandemic and Mr. Baker called me. He said, unfortunately, and I, I cut him off. I'll see you next year. I understand these calls can be difficult. You guys want to get in? And I said, I said, I can wait next year, sir. No big deal. So this year, I said, you know, you know how they say patience is a virtue? Sometimes kids don't understand that. They want it right now. That's no different than getting into the Hall of Fame. But every year I just say it'll happen soon, and you just got to be patient and wait. Because I never wanted to get, like, overly yelling at the voters. My fans would, but I I never (laughs) – I never did that. I just thought sooner or later it happened.
1: Well, We appreciate that. Trust me, speaking for RME, we appreciate that. But we voted on January 18th, as you know. We voted on January 18th, but it really wasn't announced until last week. But you didn't hear about it until later that month in January when there was a knock on the door. How how tough was that wait between the vote and and when there was a
3: knock on the door? Tell you what, Clark, it was was difficult because I didn't know. Because, I mean, we even joked that Watergate leaked. This is not leaked. <laughs> 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 the biggest stories. And then when the Tom Brady thing happened, everything, but this hasn't been leaked yet. So my wife, who knew for a while, and this is how I felt, guys, this is really how I felt. I felt as if a young lady is waiting to get proposed to from some guy. Some guy she loves the guy. They may even have kids. Every year you think he's going to propose and he doesn't. Okay, this is the year. Okay. And he doesn't. And then when you actually give up to say, I'll, I'm giving it to God. He's never going to do it. And next thing you know, it's a knock on the door and it's Woodson with the ring. I know what it feels like to be proposed. I said yes, by the way. I know, <laughs> what, it, I know what it feels like. And that's, that's what I say when I was, they were measuring me for my jacket. I said, I know what it feels like to have a, a young lady getting her wedding dress for the big day in August. And that's that's my emotions. And that's what I thought about when it happened. Leroy, I
2: don't want to think about you in a wedding dress. I, I just, <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> uh, now, Mr. Butler, I'm on the Lambeau League, uh, yeah. Leroy, first of all, congratulations, my man. Thank you. Thank you. Um, and Leroy, so I, I watched the play again the other day, and... Mm everybody's focused on the leap, but what they don't realize is, you know, you got the, uh, you got the lateral from, from Reggie, but you're the guy that made the hit that caused the fumble. So you got to get the full credit for that play. And looking back, Leroy, what was going through your mind as you approached the stands? Why did you do that?
3: You know, it's hard to say because, and that's why I love this podcast, by the way, y'all point out the facts. It, it was, you know, if you look at the play, it was shocking me because that was my first game. It was really cold. It was really cold. I, I mean, it was below zero, windy, and things. like that. the field was frozen. And when I caused the fumble, if you look at it, you'll see Tony Bennett, uh, linebacker from Ole Miss, not the singer. Right, right.
2: Okay. So,
3: yeah. But then you'll see Bryce Pop, another linebacker. They fall. Cause they see Reggie, too. They want to run towards Reggie. They just fall. And the grace of God, I didn't fall on the frozen turf. And I saw Reggie, and I'm thinking, he's going to ladder this ball. Now, Mike Holmgren told us to never, if you're a defensive guy, never ladder the ball. Don't do that. <laughs> but I saw him, and I agree with the dog, too. <laughs> so, I, it just seemed like to me, when I saw Reggie's eyes, he was going to ladder it. I got it. And it was all spontaneous. What happens after that? It was almost like a blur because I, I know the people in the front was like, why isn't he stopping? Like you scored stop. But <laughs> I love the fans there. And that's the ultimate celebration where you can jump up and hug your fans. It's so amazing.
2: Leroy, I want to ask you a little bit about, uh, you mentioned Holmgren. I want to ask you a little bit about Mike Leroy. You know that he's on the short list for coaches to get into the hall uh, we think it's going to happen one year, not in the long-distant future. Um, Leroy, describe Holmgren's impact on, on the Packers when, when he came in that first year.
3: I'll be very honest with you. Just like when we saw Matt LaFleur, it's the same thing because I, and I, we, I spent time with Dick Vermeil. I said, Coach, I thought you were going to be our coach because we said we're gonna get Bill Parcell, Dick Vermeer, a big name coach. And so I'm down in Jacksonville, Florida and Lee Rimmel calls me, you know, he's head of marketing and media. Right. We right. just signed Mike hunger. I said, who, is that? who in the hell is Mike Homer? <laughs> no, this guy came from me. I said, I never heard of him. I mean, it was just, you know, you know, West Coast was basically, you know, you just heard about the players, really Montana, Young and, you know, right? Just yeah. it, you, you never heard of coaches. I mean, the head coach, of course, you know, Bill Walsh, George Seifert. And that's it. So I flew back up to meet him. And over time, I liked him because he didn't want to be the headline. He, he wasn't a gimmick. He wanted the players to have the headline. And one thing to really, real quick, he, I know knew I knew he's going to be a Hall of Famer one day. And I agree he should be in the Hall of Fame. When you take two franchises to the Super Bowl when he did with Seattle. I know they lost to Pittsburgh, but that's hard to do with Matt Hasselback, who's one of my best and probably the smartest guy I ever talked to about football, Matt Hasselback. I love him. I was sitting in my locker, guys, just minding my business. So home six 6'5, big guy. He walked through the locker room. He used to always walk through there and check on us. And he looked at me. he looks at me. He backs up. I was wearing a Michael Jordan shirt, Michael MJ, the GOAT. He said, why don't you wear your shirt? Who is that? I said, Michael Jordan, goat." Why don't you wear a Leroy Butler shirt? I said, coach, I don't have a shirt. He said, exactly. Go do something and get a damn shirt. <laughs> 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 Go make some plays. Make some all pros and pro bows. I said, OK, touche. OK, I get it. I, and I, he walked off. That was a mic drop before mic drops were out. <laughs> I, and I said to the guy, did he just give me some therapy? It was awesome. It was awesome. It
1: was awesome. We're speaking with Hall of Famer and 2022 rock Tourer Leroy Butler <laughs> on the eye Test for Two. And Leroy, since we talked about the Lambeau Leap, let's go over your greatest accomplishment. When is the Super Bowl? Going to Canton or inventing the Lambeau Leap? And I ask you that because mm-hmm. we have spoken to Brett Favre, who said prior to his getting into Canton, you know what? I don't even think about it. I, I don't even think about it. It's not a big deal to me. It really isn't. Uh, I had a great career. I'm honored to play in the game. Whatever happens, happens. Well, of course, we know he got in the Hall of Fame as the first right, ballot right, Hall of right. Famer. Yeah. But on your list, Super Bowl, Canton, Lambo Leap.
3: Oh, is he, I would love it. I'm, it's a great question. To me, as an African-American in the projects I, on a TV that was in black and white, that had like a hanger as the antenna. Yeah. And watch, watching the Super Bowl, 100 million people may be watching. I remember going up to the television and we all, I forgot who was playing. I think because I was a huge cowboy fan, huge, huge, as I told you about Roger Staubach. Love the Cowboys. I went up to, real quick, I went up to Mel Blunt and told him I hated him because he always beat my <laughs> the Cowboys. And he didn't even take that hat off and beat me up. But he, he understood. Guys, when I saw the Super Bowl, that changed my life. It really did. And I say, God, if you could ever let me go to one of those games. No, I said, stop. No, no. Play in that game. That would be platinum. It would be like being in heaven. So, and plus, I can't get there without my teammates. My teammates, we were number one in offense, special team, defense. But when I was there, I was so emotional, I couldn't even be emotional. I was like, this is the Super Bowl. This is what we play for. This is this is the pinnacle of your career. You can never not be a, once you win it in Green Bay, yeah. after 30 years of a drought, that has to be number one. I mean, I just, the Super Bowl was everything to a kid who said, I'm playing in the NFL, and one day I'm going to play in the Super Bowl. So, yeah, Super Bowl is great. And plus, I can share that with so many people. And without the Super Bowl, maybe I'm still waiting
1: yeah, right. to get into
3: Hall of Fame. Yeah. So
1: Maybe. Um, you know what? I made a mistake there because I, I should have asked you about winning a Super Bowl, going to Canton, inventing the Lambeau Leap. Or being on the iTest Test for Two podcast, so that may change. Well, that,
3: we need to reciprocal to make that. first <laughs> <hurt. So laughs> for Two podcast.
1: <laughs> okay, and then also, I you, you alluded to it earlier in this podcast. What's mm-hmm. your advice for others who are waiting? Because you're right, there are some who get very impatient. They get impatient with voters. Yes. The voters uh, are going, "Well, we're trying the best we can." Fans get impatient yeah, with the voters. Yeah. What's your advice for others who are waiting on Canton?
3: And and I would. And Baselia would concur this message because we talked about it. If you're a finalist, you're going to get in. And matter of fact, it'll be on the fast track now because Jim Porter, the new he understands the anxiety of what we go through. He knows his anxiety of waiting to get the knock or to get the phone call or to have your. Case heard. It's almost like he was in our brain. I understand what you guys going through. So those guys, I'm 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 one of the best people to speak on it. Um it'll happen, and you're gonna be just as happy because what I'm gonna tell you something. When I walked in that room with Chris Carter and Jerry Jones and all these guys, in is in. That's right. That's right. so it'll happen very soon. And I think the good thing about it is knowing sooner or later that you'll get in, I think should give you some calm because that's what it gave it to me. that sooner or later I will get in.
2: Leroy, I want to ask you a little bit about Uh, uh You had been with Green Bay a year or two and here comes this kid. You didn't know much about him. LeRoy, do you remember that game uh, against Cincinnati? It was yeah. in 92 yeah. and the rally and then Favre throws the touchdown. First of all, Mr. Butler, I'm going to test your memory. Uh-oh. Who caught that winning touchdown pass from Brett Favre in that Bengals game? KT.
3: Kevin Taylor.
2: Absolutely right. <laughs> and LeRoy, that was the only touchdown he ever caught in the National Football League. That was well, he's the only one for. It. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> Leroy, when that came in, did did, uh, did you say anything to your, to Reggie or any of the guys like, hey, we we might have the right guy here? Was that the game?
3: Well, I think it actually started before the game because Brett Favre, you got to understand, when you're a first-round pick, second or third-round pick, when you come into a locker room, you come into a new family, and you don't really know how they'll react. So when they traded for Brett, um, from Atlanta, and gave up a first round pick. We had the Magic Man, you know, yeah. had the mullet like Joe Dirt, but it was <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> He walked real cool, talked real soft. <laughs> Here comes this kid from Mississippi, and he was great, and he knew the playbook just like that. Brett was smart, just like that. And you got to be ready when your n- number's called. When Magic went down, the reason why I said, and I, I will say this too, when you're a Hall of Famer, you're all goats. But what mi- separates Brett he's never missed a game yeah, ne- or practice. We used to have special team practices. He still wanted to practice. Most guys go golf. He still wanted to go out there and just throw the ball around. And I will say, what made you throw that pass? Most quarterbacks probably can make that pass because it was on a rope but I don't think anyone have the guts to try it. That's Brett Favre. That's the difference. There's a lot of quarterbacks with stronger arms can make that throw, but do you have the guts enough to try it? And I remember he threw an interception in, in uh, practice. He was kicking the dirty, his hands on his hips. He was all upset. I went to him and said, listen, your job is to score. If you get a throw an interception, it's my job to get it back. Because I remember a lot of times, guys, it was – few but a guy caught a touchdown on me i'm walking off like man brett come up to me roy lee don't worry about it i'm finna go throw a touchdown and we good that was the common influence with four we never called him five we called him four and then we gave him a nickname because he's like burt reynolds in longest yard we called him crew He does his own thing, and we just get in line. That guy's fantastic, man. There'll never be another Brett Favre,
2: never. And, Leroy, I want to ask you about another one of your teammates, and this one I think is really personal for you. Yeah. He's a guy – this is a guy who doesn't get a lot of talk about the Hall of Fame, short career. You faced him in practice. He must have been a monster in practice. Mm -hmm. And I'm talking Sterling Sharp over here. Uh, Leroy, how, how good was Sterling Sharp at his peak?
3: Well, I'll say this about Sterling and I, you can say I'm biased. Well, here's the facts of that. I remember going down the hallway on the right was the weight room on the left was the film room. I was going down there to get some film on some tight ends or something. And I, you know, you see something in the corner of your eye. I'm thinking, was that Lee Haney the like the workout guy. I mean, The bodybuilder, I look, it was Sterling. The locker room, I mean, the weight room, nobody's in there. This was after hours. He's curling 100 pounds. He got the tank top just covered, just the nipples, everything out. You know how buff people like to show off. He got like a 12-pack. I said, man, what are you doing? He said, because when I go across the middle, nobody can stop me. And Sterling Sharp, caught a hundred passes when a hundred passes was a big deal. He caught a hundred passes for anybody. I mean, the guy was truly a man. He would get in the hall of fame. No question. He's a hall of famer because he, he tilted the field and Sterling. I mean, the guy was truly amazing. And then he actually helped me because when we played in cold games, he showed me what gloves to use. He would use these scuba gloves. And, the guy was just, he's a, he was a polarizing figure and he was what a true number one receiver was about. I don't know why Detroit left him, left him by himself on the sideline in the playoffs, but Brett threw it back and hit him. He said, Sterling Sharp, how can you leave Sterling Sharp so open? I mean, he's one of the few people that tilted the field and played in the slot, the X, Y, and the Z. And. The guy, and he was probably the best blocker uh, that I've ever seen at wide receiver. I mean, he gets you in a big linebacker alignment. We used to run that crack play, he crack on the defensive end. Receivers ain't doing that. They'll block, but they ain't coming out and cracking guys 300 pounds. Sterling shot was amazing.
1: We're speaking with Hall of Famer, class of 2022, Leroy Butler on the i test for two, and that sounds pretty good, doesn't it, Larry, Hall of Famer. That sounds good. Yeah, it does. <laughs> um, so since we're talking about the Packers and quarterbacks, the obvious question, what's your gut feeling about the future of Aaron Rodgers with that team?
3: Well, um, if you had asked, if we had done this show a week ago, I would have said, listen, they're going to move on. They're going to trade him. Jordan Love is the guy. For three years, Matt LaFleur broke George Seifert's record, over 40 wins. Yeah but they have nothing to show for it because people want to go to the Super Bowl here. So, but as of like Super, super Bowl week, Hall of Fame, induction week, nope, they're all in. They're gonna sign them to a two or three year extension and they're going for it. They're gonna do just like the Rams, just like Tampa. I mean, the Cowboy, any team that'll go over the cap, the Packers 45 million over the cap, that's never happened. Right. Normal, when Ted Thompson was there, guys, we have 20 million under the cap. So they went for it, and it didn't happen. So they're going to go for it for the next two or three years. I don't know if they'll trade Jordan Love. Maybe they'll keep him. But, yeah, Aaron Rodgers, yeah, I think he'll be back. Matter of fact, I know he'll be back because he enjoys this stuff. I mean, you can't be at Super Bowl week and not enjoy it. Kellis Campbell? Okay. Uh, Calais, Calais, Calais Campbell. Yeah, yeah. Calais Campbell, he played 15 years, but being out there, hey man, I'm coming back. Everybody wants that Super Bowl trophy. So um, uh, and I and I think it's good for the league to see two fourth seeds in the playoff, Joe Burrow and Matthew Stafford. You know, neither one of the, the 12s, TV 12 or AR 12, is in it. But this year, the Packers fan base, okay murphy's come out and said they want to keep him so that's the direction okay yeah. now they gotta get under the cap and sign some of these players back and go for it again
1: last question for you for me um a lot of guys say that when you become a hall of famer your life changes immediately
3: yeah is,
1: is that true from your vantage point has your life changed immediately and and what does being a hall of famer actually mean
3: to you it does change um i remember uh, Fat Joe, one of my favorite rappers, said, "Yesterday's price is not today's price." First of all, so you you you're putting a. It's only three hundred sixty-two guys in. Your family, it changed. I have six daughters and a son. Their lives have changed. My wife's life has changed. Everybody who's connected to me, it's it's changed, and it's just. It's almost like football immortality, like a superhero that, that can't go away because you can't get cut, can't get traded. I mean, there's no negotiations about where you get. I mean, it's amazing because I want to affect change around me, and this is a different platform now. This is a national platform with that Hall of Fame shield plus the NFL shield. I mean, that's platinum. But in closing, I'll say this, Clark. My mom always told me this, power is good, but it's also dangerous if you don't use it the right way. For example, you've been calling me all these years, no problem, texting. What if I just said, no, I'm not available, Clark, leave me alone, I'm big time. Now, my mom was like, wait, you remember our conversation? Be the same guy, let it affect others, but bring people into this joy with you. And, and that's why, real quick, my phone was blowing up at the honors. It was blowing up. And me and Warren Sapp was texting. He was like, how many people got your number, man? Change your number. I said, man, I ain't changing my number. Clark got to get in touch with me. I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. I got to do the eye test podcast. I can't for two. So it's great, but you got to use the power in the right way. You have to otherwise you're just a lame guy that's in la everybody think they famous everybody smell good everybody got facials <laughs> i think it i mean they have like five people working on their wardrobe ru- <laughs> why sounds waste like the it. money on that
1: right that sounds like ira That sounds like ira <laughs>
2: Right. Last (laughs) one for me, baby. Last one for me. And uh, thanks for your time, babe, because I know you you got a busy schedule. All right. Now, Mr. Butler. Yes. Among all your accomplishments, I think this is the one that stands out for me. And I think for you, too. Very simply, Leroy Butler did it all. He did it all. Some guys are cover guys. Some guys are hitters. Some guys, they form tacklers. They don't miss a tackle. Leroy Butler was elite at all these different things. And so, Leroy, this leads me to my question. And I could just see Clark saying, Come on, Ira, don't you have any shame? <laughs> Leroy, I just made the presentation for Ronde Barber. And my main point, Leroy, was he did it all. He was a complete defensive back. Um, am I off base with Ronde Barber, Mr. Butler?
3: I I love Rondé Barber and Tiki put football aside. They're good people. I just love good people. Rondé Barber did it the right way. Uh, And this is when people were scared to play slot, corners, safeties, close to the line of scrimmage. The guy was truly amazing. Oh, he's definitely a Hall of Famer. As a matter of fact, I think he'll get in next year. And and I knew once Lynch and Woodson, Troy Polamalu, and Brian Dawkins. Atwater. Just, yeah. Atwater. Yeah. They start coming out the board. Now you're going to see Rondé Barber, um, Darren Woodson. I yeah. love Darren Woodson. Yep. yep. But Rondé Barber, man, this guy go out to the quarterback, you know, set passes. I mean, the guy was truly amazing, man. I, I just love his game. I used to watch his game all the time. And. Had he got in before me, I would have waited because the guys, the guys, are amazing man. Just I'm talking about affecting the game, but when you play with Sapp and Lynch and all these great players, sometimes you get lost in there. But if you can pull him out and separate his case, the guy was a difference maker because he did some stuff I did. It's on those lists: sacks and interception combined. Not a lot of people on that list. I think it's four or five of us has done this kind of stuff. So. Yeah, I love his game. I love I And mean, he's a superior person.
2: I'm bringing you in Probably. that room with me next year, Mr. Butler. Can I have you speak a little yes. bit?
3: You, Hey, I'll do a video for him. I'll do anything, whatever you, you want for him.
1: You, you just did a video for him. <laughs> him. That's Iris' presentation for 2023. <laughs> hey, uh, Lori, La, do you know who's presenting you? Do you have any idea who's presenting you?
3: Well, Coach Bobby Bowden would have been the
1: guy
3: okay right. without coach Bowden, i mean rest in peace coach Bowden. he was amazing so i think it'll probably be my wife because the impact she's made on me these last few years people don't know this affect our families where you don't get in and get in as you pointed out clark so it'll probably be my wife if she can handle um people scrutinizing what she say it's <laughs> out you left that out you left... but she can handle it she's a banker okay so she'll be fine very structured
1: Lavori butler thanks so much for the time and congratulations on reaching ken we'll see you there next summer and ira i think you know what we're going to do uh, from now on is we're going to change the name of this podcast to the iteps for three because we're going to have Lavori so good we're going to have money each <laughs> week might as well just have money each
3: week
1: thanks <laughs> thanks
3: Thank you so much. I love you guys and Clark again. Thank you for your support over the years. You got it. I just, I just appreciate it. I really do. I get emotional thinking about some of the stuff you've written about me and said about me. And I just want to let you know, um, I do have a gift for you. (laughs) So, so don't be one of these people. No, you don't have to give it to me. You don't have to do it. Just accept it, okay? God (laughs) say, if I give you a gift, He'll bless me. Okay, that's
1: a deal. Anyway, well deserved, Laurie. Well deserved. Thank Thank you. Thank you very much. That was Hall of Fame of Leroy Butler and Ira, I gotta tell you the stories. I could listen to them all day. <laughs> he's just a Hall of Fame speaker.
2: He goes, he goes up to the top five of our guests. He might be number one. He might be number one. Wow. He be number, he's right up there with Jaws, isn't he? <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Uh-oh. Wait, Ira, man. I think that I think they're cheering for Leroy. No, oh, wait a minute. I think they're cheering for me?
2: Were you somewhere someday? I was, yeah. I, I'm
1: glad you asked. And that's the I was there segment that we occasionally run. And you know what? I was there, well, let's see. It was January 14th, 1990. And since we opened with the Rams on this podcast, I just would go back to the Rams 1989 championship game with San Francisco, Montana versus Jim Everett. And enough said there. our Final score was San Francisco 30. Rams three. I don't know if you're at that game. I was, uh, but no one really remembers that score. What they do remember is a second half sack where no one touched Jim Everett. Uh, He was so beaten up in that game and shell shocked, I think is what he said later, um, that he fell to the ground without being touched. And that's something was called the phantom sack. And four years later led to um, an unfortunate altercation on the air with Jim Rome that we've seen too many times. But what I remember from that game was John Madden. He was doing it with Pat Summerall. And when Everett went down, Madden said Everett dodged a bullet when there was no bullet. I don't know that I've ever seen a quarterback get knocked down when there was no contact.
2: <laughs> and Clark, that, that uh, goes to the point. Clark, that goes to the point that um, you start you start feeling pressure that's not even there when you start when you get beat up. Yeah, when you get right. beat up. Yeah, yeah, it's like when Sam Donald said, "You know, I see ghosts." I mean, it's something like that. But yeah, that's right. Hey, all right, final thoughts. Final thoughts. Well, you know who's in the news right now, Clark? And, and, and with a buck uh, angle to it, it of course, it is Deshaun Sean Watson. Um, now he's named two teams that he might be willing to be traded to: Minnesota and Tampa Bay. Clark, am I the only guy in Tampa that w- might have a problem with Deshaun Watson being the face? Of your franchise clock. Am I the only guy? Yes. <laughs> no, no, you're not. Of course not.
1: He's got a he's got a clear civil and um and, and criminal lawsuits. I mean, he's got a ton of things to get out of his way before that's even a question. I think we're really jumping the gun on this. And no, I would not have him on my team. I'm, I'm a, I've always been a high character guy. I really believe in that. And and sometimes at the expense of the football team. But I think you're asking for trouble. Listen, he's a great football player, but we are aware of a lot. And I think it's 22. It's certainly over 20 um, complaints against him, civil and criminal. So he's got to get that taken care of. And until he does, to me, there's no conversation. There's no conversation, Ira. Um, Oh, I just want to remind people, by the way, since it's in the news also, uh, it has nothing to do with Deshaun Watson, the USFL. USFL is coming back on April 16th. I'm going to play ten games. Um, they have eight eight teams. I think eight teams. North division, South division. But do right, you know where their playoffs are? You know where they're
2: playing their playoffs? I thought I just read it. Now I can't uh, in no. Vegas. No,
3: no. All right.
1: Ian, all
2: right, you, you know, don't
1: you? Does Ian know Canton, Ohio? They're playing oh, in the yeah. Hall of Fame Stadium. You're right. They're playing You're all right. their games in Birmingham, but Birmingham was occupied for uh, those playoffs. So they're playing Canton. It's a great idea. It's a great That's idea. Right.
2: That's right. Um, anyway. Hey, Clark, we're going we're going into a Hall of Fame meeting when uh, something yeah. tells something tells me you're not going to be silent for an hour and a half. Something I, never I never am. Mara. <laughs> I never am,
1: Myra. I never am. Anyway, that's going to do it. We got to go to that Hall of Fame meeting, but we'll be back next week with the number. The other member of the class of 2022, who, like Leroy Butler, waited a while to reach Canton. You have any guesses? Well, tune in next week. Rondé tune- Barber. I itis- yeah no, no. no that no, was shame no. that was shameful what you did. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> you just asked him to write your speech for next year i mean shameful. anyway tune in next week to the i test for two to find out who it is and it's not Randy barber thanks for listening we'll see you then